as has our next guest, not born in New Jersey, like me, not born in New Jersey, but a New Jersey guy, Seth Everett, who hosts Devil's, Devil of a Conversation, a uh, podcast that features Devil's players, coaches, management, etc. Seth, welcome. Thank you for having me, and it's so cool to hang out here. I love that what you've done with the place. It's all decorated very nicely. This is this. Matt is and I were up light. all night. Yeah, uh, and, and we you know guys people. don't fool around. No. I don't come to the, the regular pregame shows. I only come to this pregame show. And we only have the best <laughs> on this pregame show, and that's why we yes. have you here. Uh, talk a little bit about the genesis of Devil of a Conversation. Well, you know, I've been in broadcasting for a long time, and I've been a big believer in podcasts for a long time. I, I started my first podcast in 2005. So it's been over a decade now that, that I've been a believer in this space. I'm also a huge fan of this franchise. I, my little story is I moved to New Jersey the same day the Colorado Rockies moved to New Jersey. So the first exposure to hockey was their first game. And, uh, you know, I've been a fan for such a long time. So once the Devils' new ownership got uh, in place... Uh, I became friendly with them, and we started talking. We had mutual friends, and uh, we had this idea about how do players get their names out there. You know, hockey is such a fast sport. You can argue that everybody looks the same, and you wouldn't recognize them without the jersey numbers. And this opportunity to sit down with a player and really get to know them. The difference between a podcast and, for example, when they go on your radio shows or, or, or anything live is that you can... You can be edgier. You can be more intimate. Because the idea is, first of all, if they don't like something they said, I'm on their side. I'm not going to put it in the podcast. We have had so few edits. I mean, players really open up. And, you know, you think about some of the, the conversations that we've had. They really, they go on for, for 20, 30, sometimes even 45 minutes. Players really open up. And you really get a chance to know this guy. And I think... If you're coming to a game and you listen to the podcast, you will now single that guy out on the ice and root for that guy. Are there any players in particular that maybe once you spoke to them proved to have personalities that you didn't expect from having watched them on the ice? Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Dalton Prep. Uh, I was uh, blown away. He, I asked him what it was like to get traded, and I just expected a standard answer. You know, a lot of guys in the NHL have gotten traded. And he opened up about the call, what it was like, who did he call first, what was the first conversation with Coach Hines like, what was it like the first time on the airplane. He, he got bamboozled into a card game because he didn't know where else to sit, and he doesn't <laughs> like to play cards. He, like, things like that that you wouldn't expect. Uh, Corey Schneider was brilliant. Uh, I love Keith Kincaid. Keith Kincaid is unhappy because he had his worst game after coming on Devil of a Conversation. Uh -oh. You're in, you're so in trouble he, now. He refuses to come on again. <laughs> but he told, he, he, in no uncertain terms, he said, uh, if it was up to me, the best way you can support me is bring me Twizzlers and Chicken Fingers. So every time <laughs> Keith Kincaid's in net, I tweet that I said, let's get this guy some Chicken Fingers. <laughs> So those are the things, among others, that you'll find on Devil of a Conversation, hosted by our guest, Seth Everett, who this morning spent some time with Kyle Palmieri. Kyle, this part of the season when you have a weekend of home games and championship plazas, all abuzz, and so many things going on, really shows the enormity of how big hockey is in the community. Yes, we're going to talk about your jersey ties, but also, this is a big thing even though it's not necessarily games that are playoff contention? Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of buzz around the arena and, and in the city now, and um, 
it'll be exciting to, to get fans out and uh, hopefully we can uh, go out and get some wins for them this weekend. You know, one of the things we've talked about all season on the podcast is there's certain cliches in hockey, but home field advantage or home ice advantage is something that is not necessarily taken for granted. What is the intangible? Is it gives you that extra bit of energy? What can a home crowd really do? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes it, it's the boost of energy you need, um, whether it be after a big hit or obviously the goals. I, I mean, you, you can try and carry some momentum over, but um, it, it's the little things that get the crowd excited that uh, kind of get, get your blood pumping a little more and, and uh, keep the momentum on your side. What has been your relationship with the fans, whether it's through social media or just just the existence of you know guys come up to you at, at ticket holder events and and things like that it seems like because you're from here there's a certain gravitas towards you uh yeah i think i mean it's it's pretty easy for people to draw connections to me and i think that um that, that's a great opportunity for me uh, as a player to to try and and communicate with fans through that way um obviously i'm not the biggest social media guy but uh, I, I try and do as, as much as I can as far as interacting with fans and and, um, and promote podcasts and things like that. Yeah. And uh, I, I think for me, like meeting people and season ticket holders, whether they be uh, from Bergen County and, and from where I grew up, um, it, it's something that's cool to connect in, to fans in, in a way that when I was playing in California, you didn't really get an opportunity to. Oh, I, I can just imagine. All right, so take me back. Um, you're in New Jersey. You know, I, I've often said, you know, I moved to New Jersey the same day the, the Rockies moved to become the Devils. Uh, so I remember the beginning, beginning, beginning. Um, what was your introduction to the Devils, and what what did that franchise mean to you as a child? Um, obviously, they played a huge part. Um, I, I played for the Devils youth program when I was little, and uh, I think it's something that you see how much hockey's grown, and I think uh, obviously having the Devils and the success they had, when when I was when I was a kid, winning all those cups, um, it, it's something that grew the game and and made made it an opportunity for me to to move on to the next level. And I think looking back and and some of the guys that came before me from Jersey, um, it, it's it's definitely an uphill climb. You're, you're not you're not around so many great players uh, back then, and and now you see all these kids coming out and going out to Division One schools and and getting drafted in the NHL and um, it's crazy how far it's come, and, and the Devils play a huge part of that. Did did that logo have any special significance to you when you broke into playing playing against this team, not knowing that you would eventually wear this jersey? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you, you had no idea if you'd get the opportunity to wear it. Um, but, but ticket requests were probably crazy whenever you came here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, always bought a, a big block, and, and a lot of people – came out and uh, had to leave a, a lot of passes um, when we made the East Coast swing and uh, it was tough I mean you only do it one time a year and it, you play the local teams here and that's really the only chance uh, outside of your your immediate family that get a chance to, to watch you play so you, you wanted to try and do your best. Do you remember going to games at the Meadowlands and did you cause as much havoc as a kid there as I did? Uh, no I, I didn't go to too many games. Um, I I was playing so much hockey that um, uh, it, it was tough for me to show off to to go out and uh, and go to games. And um, for me, I, I think 
I, I had the opportunity back when uh, the Devils used to practice at South Mountain. I used to be able to watch their practices a ton and um, get to be ice level and, and watch how big they were and, and how good at hockey they were. And uh, that was something you aspire to be as a, as a young player. And um, like I said, it was it was a pretty intimate setting at South Mountain uh, Arena, and they they would come in there, and, and it's uh, it was pretty cool to as a kid watch them practice and, and just be around those guys. Yeah, my daughters go skating there now, and you see all the logos around, but it doesn't. You know, you, you guys practice in this amazing facility, so you don't really go there. But it's it's so weird to imagine that, you know, Claude Lemieux was skating there and Marty Brodeur and Ken Danico. That it really was some something of a of a home neighborhood, which is it's funny because this is such a big market, yet it's such a small town feel. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think South Mountain, like I said, it, it was uh, especially when the Devils were practicing there, whether it be the weekends when. Uh, we had games there. Or, uh, usually, they'd practice in the morning when when we were at school during the week. But um, anytime you got a chance to to hang out at the rink a little more and and play ball hockey uh, just outside the arena is it's it was something that as a kid. It's one of the things you love to do. And um, any chance you get to watch NHL players and and see how they are on a day to day basis and their practice habits is is something that, like I said, it. it it makes you aspire to, to try and make it to the next level and, and hopefully one day play in the NHL. In closing, um, how do you characterize, you know, one of the things that I pride myself is we don't do cliches on the, uh, on, the, on the podcast. How do you characterize the dissatisfaction of the way this season has gone? There was such determination at the beginning of the year, and it, it just seems like there's like a, a pit in the stomach. I, I, how do you characterize the feeling that it is about – where this season has gone uh yeah I, I mean obviously no one in this room is is happy about it i i said think it'd be tough to find a, a fan that was happy or pleased with the season but um for us I, I mean it's not always gonna it's not always gonna be an immediate answer it's something you build towards and um you, you see some of the teams that have gone on those runs and and you look back at, at la and chicago and pittsburgh they, they had some tough years and and those rebuilding years weren't the easiest, but um, uh, hopefully moving forward, uh, uh, I'd love to play a huge part in it. And, and hopefully moving forward, uh, next year we could take that next step and, and be in the playoffs. What, and finally, what does a, a veteran player need to prove in the last month? Or are you always trying to prove? Uh, I mean, obviously you want to you wanna try and prove that, that you're here to stay and, and that you want to be a part of, of this process and, and someone that um, we can build a team around. I, I think going into it, you look at it and and during the season, you, you do whatever you can to try and get your team into the playoffs and into the postseason. But um, when, when you fall short of that, it's it's about making sure you're doing the right things. And, and you look around the room and there's a lot of, a lot of young faces and a lot of guys that are in their first or second year pro that um, you have to set an example for. And um, I was fortunate enough when I'm in my time in Anaheim, I had guys that were doing that. And uh, it's something you learn from. And and, and hopefully uh, uh, we're, we're doing a good, a good job at setting the example and and showing how and, and what you need to do to compete in this league. Well, I do say thank you so much for, for coming on the show. We need to have you back. I need to do a, like a, a New Jersey-centric uh, conversation because I want to debate pizza places with you. I think New Jersey Chinese food is very underrated. There's a lot that we haven't covered. 
Yeah, no, I I would love that. Um, thanks for having me, and and uh, yeah, no, I I know the pizza places, that's for sure. Uh, Chinese food, maybe not as much, but pizza's my thing. We will discuss. That's Kyle Palmieri. This is Devil of a Conversation. Thanks for listening. <laughs>